Welcome to Hanging at the Hangar Bar. I'm Scott. I'm Candace. I'm Lariah. And I'm Lacey. Grab a drink and come hang with us at the Hangar Bar. Okay, welcome back to the Hangar Bar, everybody. We are again having one of our coffee coffee shop chats. (laughs) Apparently, I struggle with the English language. I don't know why. I just can't talk. Today, we are interviewing Lariah, your third interview in our series of coffee shop chats to get to know your podcasters. So I'm excited for this one. I've kind of started everybody's the same way. We're again in a coffee shop, so the background noise should feel kind of cool to you. Hopefully, we don't get like shut down because of the music that's playing in the background. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of loud, but it's okay. It, it is what it is. So everybody else, I sort of started off with a what brought you into Disney, but I'm going to start someplace different for you. In the past couple of years, you've talked to us a lot about your disdain for crocodiles and alligators, right? Yeah. So is Captain Hook a good guy or a bad guy? I find him interesting. I like him. That's not an answer to the question. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? Well, I think he's still a villain. Right. But I don't know. It's one of those things where now you're like, he's going at, like, he hates crocodiles as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a villain, but not not all evil is bad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the same level. Right. Yeah. You and you and Captain Hook, you have both your hands, but yeah. well for now. <laughs> for now. Until we go back to Disney and you see another crocodile, right? It's, yes. <laughs> they come get you off the safari. Lariah yeah. oh, <laughs> has to make sure she sits in the middle on the safari vehicles because she wants me to be the, the bait for the alligators. The bait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now let's step back a little bit. What brought Lariah into the Disney universe? Why are you a Disney fan? Well, it's something I've always grown up with, more so the movies. And um, mainly because of Lacey and our mom, who always showed us the movies. She was really into it, too. Um, But I didn't really start getting into Disney World until you and Candace. And I've known you my whole life, and I've grown up with you guys, so you guys were major inspirations for my love of Disney. Excellent. Oh, that's sweet. Hopefully it was a good influence, not a bad one. Absolutely. (laughs) It's it's taken over your life. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I think about. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Okay, so what's your first kind of Disney memory growing up? I think my first Disney memory is... The commercials, because back when we had VHSs, we used to have fun commercials. And I, every time I watched an animated movie, it doesn't matter if it was Disney or not, I always remember a Disney commercial. And it just got me so excited because the kids were always like so excited for Disney. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know Disney World was a thing. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So is there one commercial in particular that you remember? Um, 
when I was listening to you and Lacey do the interview, I had sort of answered some of the questions in my head. And we have the same commercial where the kids are like, I'm too excited to sleep. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that one. Okay. So another question that you may have already prepared an answer for this one. Do you remember any Disney toys growing up? Yes, I do. I don't remember where we got it, but we used to have these little mini VHS-looking toys. And inside the VHSs were toys. And um, I remember one from the movie Dinosaur. I love that Disney movie. It's so fun. And I don't know why I liked it so much, but it was basically just a mini VHS. Okay. I don't know. I have weird interests. That's that's okay. (laughs) Don't don't call it weird yet. You haven't even told people what the interest is yet. (laughs) So, but you did say something. Um, I always forget that Dinosaur was a Disney movie. Mm -hmm. That one came out in, like, that's an older movie, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't just being released when you were young, right? You That's one that you look back on. It wasn't a new release. Yeah, no. Okay. I don't think so. No, I'll have to look that up later. Um, I don't think I've ever seen it. Really? Yeah. It, is it kind of... Oh, my gosh. Like, everything that I've heard about dinosaurs, it's another one of those that'll make you cry. Like, losing parents kind of cry. Um, yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Lion King only with dinosaurs. Um, a little less than Lion King, but um, I also think you're thinking of the good dinosaur. Oh, that could be. There's two different. There's the dinosaur that's like looks like it's real life. That was our Disney. What are they called? The real life versions of the Disney movies. Oh, the live action. Yeah, okay. live action. That was I think our live action. The first one that was in that sort of animation style that they did. And we never talk about that movie, but that was what we got when we were little. Okay, cool. But yeah, The Good Dinosaur is different. Quick editor's note for this little section that Lariah and I were talking about. The Dinosaur was actually made and released in the year 2000, so it was something that was new to Lariah's youth, which makes sense that it was one of her favorites. Thank you. Yeah. There's so many Disney things in the universe. Mm -hmm. Like every day I'm like, oh, I just found out something new about Mm -hmm. Disney. That's weird. Right. I thought I knew it all. Right. So let's jump into the parks a little bit, because one of my favorite Disney memories is our first day with you in Magic Kingdom. And kind of us sort of keeping you back from being able to see so we could get in position with cameras and video and and that kind of thing. What is your, um, what was your first impressions when you got to Magic Kingdom? Honestly, I, it was very unbelievable. I couldn't actually convince myself that I was actually there just because it's something I've wanted to do my entire life. And I was... Like, you go through the gates, so I was just, like, prepared for the magic to hit me. And then it did when we saw the castle. And I was, like, I, like, everything was stunning. Um, The crowds were overwhelming. Right. Which, I don't know why I wasn't expecting it that bad. But, you know, I 
not very well traveled either but um yeah the magic hit me when we saw the castle and then everything just changed my perspective where i was like we're in Disney World. We're, yeah. So you said it changed your perspective. Tell me a little bit more about um, how your thought process changed from... Because Magic Kingdom wasn't even our first park day, right? No. It was our second park day. Mm-hmm. So the first day we went to Animal Kingdom. Yes. So how did your perspective change between we're at Disney World, Disney Springs, Animal Kingdom versus, oh my God, we are at Disney World, Magic Kingdom? So I think we've talked a little bit about how if we were going to go to Disney World and not go to Magic Kingdom, it wouldn't really feel like a Disney trip. Um, in that sense, the other parks, it does feel like Disney, but it felt more like Disney after Magic Kingdom. After you were like, this is Disney, but... Disney has way more to it than I was expecting. And so at first I was like, okay, we're just in another theme park that is fabulous and beautiful and amazing. But it's still, it broadened my view of what Disney is all about. Okay. Um, rather than just having it be Magic Kingdom. And now even going back on my memories, my memories are more magical because of me being in magic kingdom right does that make sense yeah okay yeah completely and i I tend to agree like you don't experience disney until you're standing at the start of main street usa Mm -hmm. and seeing marceline basically with a castle in the background yeah it's it's completely amazing that how that moment and then that castle just kind of changes like i'm in for something special today yep yeah Mm -hmm. that's really cool what's your favorite park and why? This is a toughie, but I've said in the past that my favorite park is Magic Kingdom, and I think that still holds true, but I just have something to love about every single one of the parks. Like, it's different for everything, but Magic Kingdom is where you feel the magic most. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so you, you brought up something that I think would be an interesting line of, of questions. Let's go through each park. What's your what's what's the favorite thing about Magic Kingdom? Just like the music and going through the different lands. I think it's so pronounced that it really feels like you are like time traveling or going on your own adventure with the music, with the scenery, with everything. It it just it feels amazing. Yeah. Okay. So let's hop over to Animal Kingdom. What's what's magical about Animal Kingdom for you? The nature is so beautiful there. They did a fantastic job with all of the naturistic looking scenes and how fabulous Pandora is and the entertainment and just like you're actually feeling like you're in Africa or India and it was just amazing. Yeah, and I... I Candace and I still have only seen about half of that park. Seriously? Yeah, there's an entire middle section, like Rafiki's Planet Watch, where you can you can go take drawing classes, you can go pet goats, you can all that happens right in the middle of the park, and we've never been there. And there's an entire path with like animals and that kind of thing down around the tree of life that we didn't go on. Oh, 
And some of it was because we just didn't know it was there or how to get there. That's one of those parks for me that it's so big, it's almost overwhelming. Wow. And everything is just kind of tucked back in places. So Mm -hmm. it makes it hard. So that's one of the things that Candace and I have talked about for our next trip to Disney World is taking the time to explore all of what Animal Kingdom has to offer. I think that's the best advice for Animal Kingdom specifically because um, it features around the scenery there instead of like rides or like IP or whatever. It's really about the experience specifically at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so Hollywood Studios. I am a huge fan of the 50s specifically the aesthetic and old Hollywood. So I loved the buildings and I loved, is it Hollywood Boulevard? Mm-hmm. I think now I, this is just my opinion and what my personal preferences, but I love that a little more than Main Street. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's it's kind of interesting because Main Street is set up to be like 1860s, 1870s kind of building and architecture, mm-hmm. where to your, your point of Hollywood Boulevard is 1920s Hollywood. Yeah. One more editor's note for this episode, and I apologize. We were recording with battery in our mixer, and the battery died on us mid-conversation. So what you'll hear next is just a, a pickup from that point. Thank you. Okay, before the battery so rudely cut off, we were talking about Hollywood Boulevard and the Imagineers and being able to see 1920s architecture. So when we were there, did you take a did you notice anything specific about Hollywood Boulevard that you're like, oh, that's just so cool? Um I really like the lights. Okay. I don't know what it was, but the lights that just screamed that era just really caught my attention and pulled it together. Yeah, for sure. And so what did you th- we ate at 50s prime time with mm-hmm. you really liking that aesthetic? Was I that kind of like what was that one of your favorite places to eat? Yes, I would go there every trip. Okay. Well, just because of the aesthetic and and that kind of thing or was there something about the food that you enjoyed? Um, well, I had the fried chicken and now I don't eat that, but I loved it. And even if I, if there wasn't anything for me to eat, I would still just have a milkshake and yeah, yeah, it's mainly about the aesthetic, but also the waitresses. Amazing. Yeah. Telling you to get your elbows off the table, finish your food or you don't get dessert. Yeah. Fifties prime time is I just, I love it there. It's one of my favorite restaurants on property. Yeah. Okay. So the last one, Epcot. What's magical about Epcot for you? I am a really big fan of um, like space and science. So it really brings that to life for me. Okay. And it is very, it's also the more, the more um, learning or I don't know the word yeah. for it, but. The edutainment. Yeah. That. Because I love to learn things. And so going there is just, it does an amazing job of that. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we've been to all four parks. We know which one of those is your favorite. What's your favorite ride on property and why? My favorite ride is Pirates. Okay. And I just have a weird obsession with Pirates that I'm just so interested in everything. And 
I don't know what it was, but it actually felt like I was in one of the rowboats swimming away <laughs> from the Black Pearl. Right. <laughs> Captain Jack was, you were escaping with Captain Jack. Yep. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. it. Yep, that's awesome. That's a, And that's a classic one. That's like one of those rides that Walt kind of had a hand in too of of the animatronics and how the storytelling is done. It's one of the best examples of storytelling, I think, in any of the the rides out there. And it's updatable. Like, it didn't used to have Captain Jack in it. Really? Yeah, because Captain Jack is, what, 99 is when the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out? Okay, yeah. Oh, So it was after that that they they pulled that IP and put it, they updated the ride and put it in there. I love that. Yeah. And then, like, now that you've been on that ride, when you go back and you watch the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, you start to see, like, the jail, the dog in the jail holding the keys. All of that came from the ride. That's back when Disney used to do rides into movies instead of movies into rides. Yeah. Preferably. Yes. That's (laughs) the way we want them to continue to do it. But they get lazy just like everybody else. Okay, so let's go back. Um, I, I know we started there with Captain Hook, villain, not villain. What, like, tell the audience why you're against crocodiles and alligators. Honestly, I don't know. I honestly cannot remember a time that I wasn't afraid of them. It's, I think everybody has a very irrational fear that they don't know where it comes from and that's mine i have no idea i've just always been afraid of them okay i don't know it's the mystery yeah and every time you go by one they look at you they do (laughs) they hiss at me and they're like i don't like you and i'm like well good because i don't like you either so we can be separate yeah do you avoid animated ones too they're just as creepy like the alligators in fantasia do those like are you just like those are disgusting i don't get that get that out of here yes (laughs) (laughs) well there is one in the emperor's new groove especially that part freaks me out oh the part where he yes yes. when they're falling yeah he's falling and they they use their feet to prop the jaws open yeah (laughs) Oh, I don't like it. Oh, I bet. I'm, I'm going to make Lariah completely uncomfortable. The movie Hook? When the it. You've never seen it? No. Okay, this isn't a huge spoiler alert because it's the whole Peter Pan story. Mm-hmm. At the end, like the big crocodile that has the, the watch that tells time falls over onto Captain Hook. It's how Captain Hook kind of disappears. Ooh. But it's like this dead crocodile that just comes down and falls on him like his mouth falls right over him oh my god i bet you'd be you just run out of the room screaming (laughs) that's the scariest movie i've ever seen yeah i didn't know i had that fear (laughs) (laughs) that's too funny okay um best disney soundtrack or song wherever you want to start with that all right. Man, it's hard to pick one. It is really hard. Um, I'm going to have to go with 
either Tarzan or Hercules. Both good soundtracks. But the one is probably Hercules. Okay. Any reason in particular? I... They're just so catchy. I don't know what it is. That's the one, like, Hercules has, like, zero to hero. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just making sure I got my movies straight in my head. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Um, What's your favorite Disney movie? Hercules. Hercules. So it makes sense (laughs) that it's your favorite soundtrack, too. Um, What's your second favorite Disney movie? My second favorite... It's so hard because I have like top ones, but it's so hard to rank them. But my second favorite is probably Princess and the Frog. Okay. Yeah. And that's got a phenomenal soundtrack too. Yes. Yeah. It's funny. The best Disney movies are the ones with the best music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Favorite Pixar movie? Pixar is Monsters, Inc. Monster. Okay. Why? I love Monsters. <laughs> Just not crocodiles and no. alligators. No. Those aren't monsters. Those are... Those are demons. <laughs> Those are dinosaurs. Well, actually, dinosaurs are cool, but... Just not those they, particular dinosaurs. They crawled out of something. I'm not sure what, but... Um, uh, for the crowd, Lariah is like squirming in her seat. She's really uncomfortable <laughs> right now. <laughs> Okay, so I, I got here kind of at the end of the podcast with, with Lacey, but I'm going to ask you at kind of our midpoint-ish, why do you want to be a part of this podcast? Um, well, number one is to get me a little bit out of my comfort zone with um, speaking or being on video because I'm very shy like that. I'm very camera shy. But also, it just sounded like so much fun because I know all of us love talking about Disney. It's a way for me to find a new hobby and just to speak so passionately. We could go on for hours and hours, and I absolutely love that. Speaking with so much passion and interest in just one topic is just, I love, I love listening to podcasts about that. And I love talking about it. That's so. so cool. Yeah. And we're glad to have you a part of the, the podcast. The little snark you add here and there just always <laughs> makes me laugh when I'm listening back. Yeah. Just <laughs> I'm kind of rude. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Every, every group needs their rude friend, right? Yes. <laughs> and you just hold up your hand and say, it might as well be me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Okay. You don't strike me as a princess type of person. Like, what's like, what's your character genre? That I, I know you're a big Stitch fan. Mm-hmm. Are you more of like the animated, fully costumed characters, or do I am I wrong? And you kind of have like a princess vibe too. Um, I think I have a little princess vibe. Like, I love empowered women. Okay. So, um, I think that, but I really like some of the other characters that are snarky and mean and chaotic. 
I, it's just so much fun. So aside from Stitch, which I think everybody knows is kind of, and you grew up with Lilo and Stitch, is yes. kind of that was your first movie, right? Yes. Okay. So who's your who's your next favorite? Like you talk about that have a little bit of snark, a little bit of who's your who's your favorite aside from Snitch, Snitch, Stitch. <laughs> I. I don't know. I love Tinkerbell because she's so sassy. Right. I love her. I love Mike and Sully. I love Mushu. He's a big one for me. Okay. We're, yeah. Okay. I'm. I think I'm more of a person who gets attached to characters rather than the movies itself. So I have a long list of characters that I absolutely love. Okay. You just find their personalities and like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I get that. I, mm-hmm. I like you. Yep. That kind of, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And you mentioned like strong, empowered women, yes. which leaves a lot of Disney princesses out, unfortunately. But yes. like Tiana, she's a, a good one for, you don't need a man. You don't need mm-hmm. anybody but yourself to yep. do what you need to do. Yeah. Um, if a man wants to tag on your coattails, great, <laughs> right. but I don't need your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are there are there any other princesses that you tend to identify with a little bit? Um, Mulan. Okay, another one. Yep. And that I'm going to go out and save the family. It's on me. It doesn't I don't need you to help me. Right. I'm going to do what it takes. Yep. Yep. Um, love Merida. She's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Moana's great. Yeah. I like her. She's very funny. And Yeah, she's another Yeah, I, I get it. Like the ones that you're talking about, I'm I'm yeah, that pattern is there of I don't need anybody else to do this and I know what's right and I'm gonna go do what's right. Yep. Yep. Versus the Snow Whites and the Cinderellas that are, yes. I need the man, big strong man to come save me. Yes. Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. I do love Cinderella and Snow White um, just because they're that dainty <laughs> little like, oh, I'm just going to do this. Lacey likes to call me Snow White a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll have to remember that one. <laughs> so I asked Lacey this question too. Um any Disney character to take you, spend a day with you at a Disney theme park, which character, which park? Oh, that's tough. I think, okay, I didn't mention him yet, but I think it would be such a hoot to go with Hades to Magic Kingdom. I am just trying to picture that day. <laughs> oh, he's a fun character. Yeah, I like just poking fun at everybody that walks by yes. and yeah, yes. that, that would be a hoot. I hadn't even thought about going that route for that question, but that's amazing. I actually I know the question to I, I know the answer to this question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway, because I others might not. Are there any attractions at Disney World that you haven't done that you are really looking forward to doing? Yes. Tell me about them. Um, the Enchanted Tiki Room. I think that's the number one. And maybe, well, besides Rise of the Resistance, I really yes. want to ride that. But I think that's the only one I really kind of missed out on. But... Yeah, and Candace and I still feel guilty. We talk about that no. all the time, that we feel guilty that Don't. like we walked by the Tiki Room probably four times. 
It's hard to make a plan at Disney World. Yeah. No matter how much you want to stick to the itinerary, it gets... There's such large crowds. There's reservations. There's so much to do that you just miss things. And I am so excited to go back to yeah. do something that I haven't already done. Yeah, I, and then you have Lacey and I that are just like pulling different directions. Like all that chaotic energy yes. of like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Yes. And yeah, then you and Candace are just like, y'all are making me tired. <laughs> just, just go away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So the Tiki Room is a, a good one. That's the first thing that popped into my head is when I started asking that question. Is I, I kind of knew you were going to bring that one up. So, yeah. what is it about the Tiki Room that that you think you're going to love? Um, I'm obsessed with that song, and just listening to it is so funny. And they're all poking fun at one another, and I'm like, I just am so excited to see this in action. Yeah, like. They're all making fun of one another. And I want to see how the crowd reacts too. Because Candace says that they give you directions in the song. So number one, I'm kind of interested at how many people will participate to make it magical. But I will be participating. I yep. know that for sure. Yeah. And the, the one of the things that I absolutely love about the Tiki Room is Candace says this all the time. She says there are no coincidences at Disney. Mm -hmm. So you go into a show like the, the Tiki Room and those animatronics were the precursors to the Abraham Lincoln animatronic, which were the precursors to the Carousel of Progress which were the precursors to Pirates of the Caribbean, which were precursors to all of these things to where now when you go through the line at um, what's the the Flights of Passage and there's that fantastic animatronic that's laying there in the, the case mm -hmm. or the, the animatronic that's in Navi River Journey that is just a fantastic or Mickey's Runaway Railway with the animatronic changes they made there. It all started from those simple little birds that are singing to you in Tiki Room and you can see it all in one day from how things have grown and changed and technology has grown up at the parks. I just absolutely love that kind of connection. That's incredible. Yeah, so many people I think go around the parks and, and they just, they're there for, oh, this is a dumb show. I don't want to see this. They don't make that connection oh. that if we didn't have Tiki Room, we wouldn't have Flights of Passage. Mm-mm. We wouldn't have had Carousel of Progress. If we didn't have Carousel of Progress, we wouldn't have had any of the... We wouldn't have had Pirates. We wouldn't have had... If we didn't have Small World, we wouldn't have had the Pirates. And just being able to see all those things in the history is just amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So are you kind of a, a history buff, too? Do you kind of like... Do you like learning about the history and that kind of yes. thing? Yes, I love it. What's your, of kind of Disney fandom, what's your favorite Disney fact that you've you've learned? I know that's putting you on the spot. Hmm. That's a hard one. There's so many, and when there's so many, your mind goes... Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So think about that. We might come back to it if you okay. want. Okay. Um. Do you have any touches of Disney in your home? Not really. No. Not really, no. Okay. I'm not a huge collector person. I'm more of a collector of experiences and memories rather than I want this physical item. Okay. 
or like if I had a scrapbook or a shadow box or something of our Disney trip or something. Right. I don't remember. Did you bring back any souvenirs from our 2019 trip? Yeah, I just got a mug. Oh, that's right. That's right. And your birthday card from the gang at Ohana. Yes. I cherish that. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not like Candace and I where half your house is full of of Disney stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe someday. Someday. Maybe. Not everybody has to be as full of Disney as we are. Right. (laughs) What are you made of? Disney. (laughs) Pixie dust. (laughs) Pixie dust. (laughs) Pixie dust and magic. Why do you ask? (laughs) What's your point? Trying to think of the right next question just to keep. I We've been doing this podcast for a while. And one of the things I've learned about myself is that my brain is a weird place. <laughs> I just jump all <laughs> over the place, back and forth no, and back and forth. It's okay. Those make the best conversations, I think, where yeah. you just go back and forth. But then there's a sum at the end where it just wraps it all together. I love those ones. Yeah. Okay. So... What else non-Disney are you into? Like, what are your hobbies? What are the things you like to do? Are you sure you wanted to ask that question? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe? Um, I really love to read. Um, and I'm really into, like, paranormal and okay. creepy things. It's just so fascinating to me. Okay. Favorite creepy paranormal experience or moment I went to the um, what is it called the Stanley Hotel okay and I had a few creepy experiences there that were amazing did you spend the night or just go on a tour just a night tour okay yeah I wish I would love to spend the night there I don't know uh, Candace and I have been to the the Stanley a couple times. Nothing creepy's like you get just that kind of weird vibe about mm-hmm. that place. But I like I couldn't say we had any paranormal experiences because we just were in the lobby and sort of poking around a little bit, meeting a friend. So gotcha. Um, but yeah, so you actually had like mm-hmm. experiences, like what? The tour guide was explaining some of the things that could happen, and you know, taking us through the rooms and. He said that one thing that might happen is that so one of the Stanley brothers that owned the hotel, his wife, her name was Flora and her signature move, signature thing was that she would douse herself in florally rose perfume every morning. And so they said that if you were to smell that sort of floral perfumey smell that she's really close to you and she really likes you and all of a sudden when he was taking us to the basement I think I smelled that smell and I even asked asked the friend I was with I was like do you smell that because I'm like you know I always think it's just a coincidence or I'm crazy sometimes and you know that's fine whatever but um she was like I don't smell anything and so I was like oh Hi, Flora. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Do you do any like paranormal like ghost hunting around town or anything like that? I have been wanting to for the longest time, but no, I have yet to do something okay. around town. So one of the things that 
I'm going to push you towards next year. You talked about doing the podcast because it's something that pushed you out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I just had a wonderful show idea for next season. Okay. So this gives you some time to prepare. Ghosts of Disney World. I would love that. I so would absolutely love that. Go out and research and see what kind of stories are out there and share those with our audience. I think that would be a hoot of an episode. I, I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah. I would love that. As you were talking, I was like, that would be, I know there's stories out there of, of different, like people that have died in the parks. I mentioned that in yes. my episode about the Carousel of Progress, somebody that died in the um, America episode. Sings attraction and yes. that kind of thing. So you could find like all those different stories and share those creepy experiences with the audience. So I'm going to, I'm going to push you for that next season. I will definitely do that. That's cool. You can do your, your very own solo episode. (laughs) Um, Okay. So you also said you're an avid reader. Yes. What are you reading right now? Unfortunately, I am in a little bit of a reading slump. So I'm not reading anything currently, but the book I have next on my list is called Magic Lessons. And it's like the prequel to Practical Magic, which is also a movie. Okay. So, yeah. Are those like instructional books or is it fiction? It's fiction. Okay. Yeah. I just like book title, the operations person in me sees practical magic. I'm like, oh, she's learning to do magic. Let's let's videotape that and get it up online. (laughs) Watch me float this candle. Right. (laughs) That's amazing. So have you read any like, are you a nonfiction reader as well? Or do you prefer fiction? Occasionally I will read the, a nonfiction book. Okay. Have you read any Disney, like Disney books? Actually, I have not. Okay. You ever want to borrow any? Candace has lots. If you want to, if you ever get into that nonfiction and like, hey, I want to learn more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would Candace love to has do a that. ton that you wouldn't have to buy on your own. Perfect. So I asked Lacey this question. She has more tattoos than you do. How many do you just have one? I have two. Okay. Yeah. Um, what are they? I have a star and an eye. Okay. If you could get any, or if you were to go get a Disney-themed tattoo, what would it be? Um, I think I would get the phrase, I can go the distance from okay. Hercules. Okay. That's I a like good that. one. Mm-hmm. Are you, Lacey is very much like a black and white tattoo person. Are you the same, or, or do you like color? I'm more black and, yeah, black and gray, black and white. Okay. Just fit your skin tone better, or, or is there a reason why? I just like the aesthetic better. It's, I feel like, and they last longer. Where okay. color tattoos don't really last that long. but They fade. You have to get them touched up. Yeah. I, me and tattoos. Like I, I like the idea of a tattoo, mm-hmm. but I know my brain. And I'd be like, as soon as I got it done, I'd be like, I hate that. I don't want it. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I had the same thoughts after I had them done. But now I love them. Good. So it's like the first regret feeling and you're like, what did I do? But then you're like, I love them. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Okay. Just a couple more questions and then we can, we can wrap up. I have no idea how long we've been talking because the recorder cut off in the middle and I didn't look at how long we'd been recording before it cut off. Um, we have not talked about cruises much with you. You've always been, like, I think we're bringing you around on cruises a little bit, but mm-hmm. what's been your hesitation on cruises? Well, I am a little bit scared of the ocean. 
just the yeah. ocean in general or yes. okay i i like it a lot but i'm scared of being more of like being stranded with only the ocean as your friend as you're sinking under and you're not moana so the ocean's not going to help you (laughs) no and i can't talk to sharks or dolphins so they're (laughs) yeah but um when i was little the movie titanic has scarred me okay and so that just every time i hear cruise ship that's where it goes but i'm slowly working my way out of it where that it's also about the people I go with. Am I safe with the people I go with? With you, Lacey, and Candace? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So I would feel 10 times more comfortable. That's so. awesome. Yeah, cruising is my favorite way to travel. I just, I love it. Unpack once, see different ports of call. I don't think I'd take you to Alaska for your first one because then you'd be concerned about icebergs. Whoa, okay. <laughs> I do want to go to Alaska, but now that you said that, ooh, <laughs> They don't they don't really send boats up there when the ice is so thick that they can't make it through. But yeah, Candace and I are gonna do an Alaska cruise next August, I think. We're taking my mom. Oh yeah. Yeah, for a bucket list trip for her. That'll be so much fun. Yeah. So we'll let you know how many icebergs we see and if there's any whales trying to tip the boat over. Oh yes, please. Please and thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. What else do you want the audience to know about Lariah? You know, I feel like I, I'm not much of a talker, so doing a podcast was probably a stupid idea at my point, but I love to listen to other people talk and, you know, I'm pretty funny, so I feel like I can add funny things in there, but I do want to apologize if you don't hear that much from me all the time because, you know... You guys usually have the podcast in your grip, in your grip, <laughs> and it's really good. And I'm just like, hmm, a seahorse or something. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah. So apologies if oh. I don't talk as much as I should. But. No apology <laughs> necessary. I think you add exactly what you're supposed to add. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, okay, so as we wrap up, what Disney advice do you have for our listeners? I think it would be that don't be ashamed if you're a fan of it and don't definitely don't be crazy, but, um, you know, just access your inner child and have fun with it. Like really have fun with it and don't be too, too stuck up about liking Disney because there's really something for everybody and honestly if you are going to go especially to Disney World and be a brat don't go okay we don't want you there no like don't ruin the magic but immerse yourself in the magic because that's really what it's there for and you know you get the chance to just have your worries go away and just have have a lot of fun yeah. Okay. So I had one more question. It just popped into my head. What was your favorite Disney moment of your time in the, your one trip to Disney World? Oh, man. I think... 
it's the same. I think we all share the same, at least from the last trip, was just at the hangar bar. I don't know what about it, just that's the one part I think I remember most. And it was just had really set the tone for the trip. And it was just the most amazing experience and just think about how many people were there and how many people could have been sitting at that at the outside seating at the Uh hangar bar and there was like not even a lot of seating and we just happened to find a full set for all of us and it was just i just felt like it was really meant to be and it was we were in the perfect spot at the perfect time. Yeah, the, those moments are just simply amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Of where you can just sit down and watch people. Mm-hmm. You beca- like with like like you mentioned all the people that are there, and all of a sudden it's all about you yep. and your group in that moment at a hangar bars. You're looking at detail and watching people and thousands of people walking by on their way to whatever, and you're just sitting there having a conversation, being excited for your trip. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a reason we picked the name we did for our podcast. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I anything else that you want to share? I don't think so. Okay, then I think we're going to wrap this one up. You can check us out on our socials. We have a Reddit that that I think I'm the only follower of right now. <laughs> um, we also have Facebook and Instagram, so check us out there. We we'd love to have you. We're getting ready to wrap up our our second season. So if there's things that you want us to do in the third season, let us know that as well. We'd we'd be happy to to take that into consideration and we want the show to be what you want it to be. And and Mariah, thank you so much for yeah. taking the time today. This was fun. I got yeah. I learned a lot today. Yeah, thank you for the, putting together an amazing interview. Yeah, you were you were welcome. Okay. And with that said, just remember there's always a great big beautiful tomorrow. Yeah.